We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports. Daily Fantasy. Make sure you're checking them out this week nine. We've got the Baller Contest back, a nice low $10 buy-in price point, and 250k total with 25,000 great flat payout structure over there on Yahoo. And always nightly, they've got awesome NBA contests for you. So be sure to check them out. It's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. Back to talk everything week nine on the main slate. Back with my fellow OGs, Notorious Head Chopper. Boys, how'd we get treat you, Notorious? Let's start with you, buddy. Uh, all I have to say is thank goodness for the afternoon slate. Uh, my main lineup was terrible once again. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but luckily, uh, DJ in the afternoon slate and uh, one more than uh, I played, you know, all together. So ended up being a good week. But yeah, I got to get my uh, stuff together in that uh, main lineup. Oh, it's not like you're, you're not busy or anything. I mean, th- this guy chopped, knocking out uh, grind downs and doing golf, <laughs> doing football. And uh, me and you just popping in here for a podcast here and then. And uh, I know you and Big T doing them showdown shows. So chop, how's things on your end, buddy? How was week eight? Week eight was actually pretty decent, and I uh, can't complain about that. Yeah, man, we were just talking about how it's already week nine. Man, this thing flies by. This it just flies by. So, for me, I'm, I also judge it by college football, and we're about to be in November this weekend. November's it for college football. I know we used to have a lot of bowl games going on in, in December and January, but they kind of messed that up, the whole NCAA thing. So, now it's a bunch of garbage. So, once Thanksgiving is over with, college football is pretty much over with. So it's it's winding down now, man. 
It is. I, I mean, Halloween is, is here in a couple of days. We're recording here on Tuesday. Any big Halloween plans there, Chop? What, what do you guys think? <laughs> oh, man. Halloween. Are you, you got me choking on my candy corns here, man. <laughs> I don't. I prefer not to participate in too much of that crazy stuff. I will, I will sit out there and give out some candy. Uh, until it gets dark. Once it gets dark, please don't knock on my door for no candy or nothing like that. And I'll let the kids go trick or treating if, with whoever wants. You know, if the grandparents or or the wife wants to take them around the neighborhood, go for it. I'm not gonna go knocking door to door for candy, but I'll sit out there, and that's about it. I don't. Uh, I'm certainly not dressing up, man. I just. Uh, you, 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 I think. I think we've gone over oh, this. We know. I, I know it's your favorite <laughs> holiday. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I, the I best thing about Halloween. Best thing about Halloween is. Once it's over, you know you're a step closer to the real good holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, and don't be that a-hole ringing my doorbell at 10 p.m. either. Like, <laughs> trick-or-treats to like 8, 8.30, everybody's done. And then there's that one guy that shows up in no costume. It's usually a teenager. What are you? I'm a teenager. Like, no, you're not getting shit from me. You, you hit the bricks, dude. So, yeah. no, no, I know you're getting your Gardner Minshew costume all, all together here for Halloween. I'm sure you're fired up. Got the little guy there. So, big plans for Halloween or what? Oh, you know, I'm higher on Halloween than you two. I like, <laughs> uh, I like handing out the candy, taking the little one around. But, uh, you know, he's only four, so I guess uh, I'm new to this. No, uh, that's Halloween. fine, Derek. Do you dress up, though, is the question. No, so that's what, that's the thing is I'm luckily old enough so that okay. none of the friends throw costume parties anymore. Yeah, I can't see your, your wife, I'm sure, dresses up for Halloween. As well as I know her, I, I can't see her allowing you not to dress up for Halloween. Am I wrong there? <laughs> see, she dresses up to drink, and none of our friends have parties anymore, so she doesn't <laughs> dress up anymore you know so oh, i mean i mean that's what i do we we bunch of us group of us take the kids around the neighborhood and you know you got your cooler beer and the whole neighborhood's walking around and having beers and different stops where they have like adult cider and I mean, it's good time but always raining on halloween i swear i looked at the weather again rain 100 percent every single year so <laughs> It's going to be a wet one. It's supposed to snow here. I guess it's better than that. I don't want no snow. A little early for that here in October. But nonetheless, uh, one thing we will be keeping an eye on, I know you guys won't be listening to this live, but it is trade deadline day as well. So if something falls here during this recording, we will uh, we will discuss it and give our instant impact. A lot of big names being thrown out there. A.J. Green, uh, Andy Dalton has been benched. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's name is out there. So – Anything happens, we'll give you a little reaction on that as well. But, guys, let's take a look at the games here. Again, we're covering the main slate. You got Thursday night. There is a London game that starts early, so Derek will be up early watching his Jacksonville Jags there in their home stadium in London. Uh, but we're going to cover the main slate here. First game, ugly, 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 ugly. Washington at Buffalo. Both teams coming off losses. Washington, I guess, hung in the game with Minnesota, but 19-9 uh, there. Buffalo. Losing at home to Philly. We got Buffalo minus nine and a half. Big whopping 37 here on the total chop. So, ugly game. Anything here in DFS to take a look at? Yeah, I think uh, definitely could skip over the Washington side. We know that. But I think on the other side, there's definitely merit to several of these guys. Uh, Josh Allen in this game looks good. You know, I'm looking at John Brown this week. I guess we got to see what the weather is. The weather, I think, really messed up the plans last week against Philadelphia. But if it's better weather this week without all that wind, John Brown is in play. And uh, I got my eyes on old Devin Singletary here. He, he looked pretty spry last week. He got in the end zone on a little screen pass. So uh, 
I think it's only a matter of time before he takes the bulk of the carries over Gore, and I want to be on that train before it leaves the station, not try to jump on afterwards. So got my eye on Singletary, but Josh Allen to Josh Brown looks like one of the premier connections this weekend. And, of course, the Buffalo defense, but – yeah, those are about four four or five guys right there that I like all on the Buffalo side. Yeah, I'm with you on Brown. I, I pulled him out of a lot of lineups last week with that wind, and you know, there's more points in that game than I thought there would be. But uh, I think you can definitely go back to the well here. I like the Singletary, Singletary call. Still splitting with Frank Gore, but you know, obviously the more explosive guy there. It doesn't take a genius to realize uh, he's the guy with the upside. So I like those calls, Derek. You, you echo his sentiments. You like those guys, or is this a fade for you? Yeah, the first note I want to make of the week is: Have you guys seen the pricing? It seems like everyone's you know thousand dollars more expensive. Kings juiced it up, baby. I mean, we're we're near ten k on some guys, so it's it's a lot harder this week. Yeah, so uh, with the tougher pricing, we're going to need the values, uh, and for that reason, I do think Singletary is going to be interesting. You know, we'll talk about the Steelers running back situation here in a bit, but um, you know, if Connor ends up playing, there's not going to be a lot of values up at the position. So I like Singletary. Did play 68% of the snaps last week. So I wasn't expecting him to get, you know, that much more of the work that Frank Gore. So I like that call. And then uh, just depending on the weather, you can play Josh Allen to John Brown. Like you guys mentioned, uh, I had to get off of him late last week. Sunday morning, they were saying it was the highest sustained wins ever uh, in the history of the NFL or something crazy like that. So uh, I think it's a good bounce back spot for the Bills uh, offense as a whole. And then for Washington, yeah, it's just really tough. I mean, Keenum, another concussion. Uh, hard to see him playing this week. Uh, Peterson's actually looked pretty good, but uh, I just don't really know if you can play him. Even if Thompson's out, I just don't know if you can play anyone on this side of the ball. And uh, the Bills defense firmly in play. Yeah, I mean, Singletary, Bills D, it's, and McLaurin's about the only guy to even think about. And he's got a rough matchup here. And if it's Haskins, I don't even know what this team scores. So let's take a look at the line. Big spread here, obviously, Buffalo minus 9.5, on the total, Derek. What do you think? Yeah, this one's ugly. If it stays at 9.5, I'll take Buffalo. Shot. Buffalo. Buffalo clean sweep here as well. I think they roll in this game. Uh, not a team that puts a ton of points on the board, but, again, uh, I don't see Washington uh, putting up more than 10. So uh, easy pick here. Uh, Buffalo. All right, next game, uh, not much better. We may have some more plays here, but another low total here. Tennessee and Carolina. Carolina minus four at at home, 41 and a half. Uh, coming off that embarrassing loss at San Francisco. Thought they'd be a lot more competitive in that game. Uh, San Francisco continues to roll. Tennessee survives at home against Tampa Bay. So now on the road here, Ryan Tannehill, two solid games in a row, Derek. We go back to him in this passing game again against Carolina. And the other side, do we pay that price tag on Christian McCaffrey at 10000 Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell were team jam them in, you know, they were up in the 10K price range. And finally, uh, DraftKings has started to make these guys more expensive. I think you can play him. I mean, if he puts up 30, then he's definitely going to help you get there, especially with the tighter pricing. But it's all going to depend on value. Uh, he's obviously right there with Dalvin Cook as the top running back play of the week. Uh, he's matchup proof as he proved last week against the Niners. I wasn't expecting him to do much and uh, broke off a couple of long runs to get there. As far as the rest of the offense, uh, yeah, I kind of think Kyle Allen's going to be starting once again. I think they already ruled out Cam Newton. So uh, don't mind looking at Curtis Samuel, 4,300. He's kind of been the preferred option for Allen. Greg Olson, if you want to punt the tight end position, don't hate those guys. 
But a uh, pretty low total for this game as a whole. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Tannehill. I mean, two wins in a row. He's looked pretty good. Uh, not a good matchup, um, you know, from the passing game. You know, they are third against the pass, the, the Panthers, that is. But they have struggled a bit against wide receivers. So if you want to look at A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they're both under 5K on DraftKings. And then it's a good spot for uh, Derrick Henry. They are 30th in DVOA against the run. But I worry about the game script with him. He kind of needs to be playing from ahead to sort of get that 20-plus touches. So for me, it's going to be a little bit of both sides, but not a ton of interest in this game as a whole. And I hate, I hate, I hate when I have to consider Derrick Henry, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, Tevin Coleman went nuts against this team last week. And road underdog, uh, generally not a spot to look for a running back. But if they can control the game, more so on FanDuel than, than DraftKings. We know he's pretty much a zero in the passing game. But intrigued. We'll, we'll see if I, I land there. But uh, McCaffrey, I definitely think. I, I don't, the price could be 11,000 chop. I'm still playing this guy. So what are you doing with him at 10K? Yeah, I think uh, you got to um, not only consider considering, but I think you, depending on what kind of value we can get later on, you, you may be forced to jam him in your cash games because he's the kind of guy who just offers such a safe floor. That's, in my opinion, the best defense in the NFL last week he faced. I know the Patriots guys are going to get on me about that, but I think the 49ers are as tough as it gets. And he, yeah, he hit a big play against them. He, he diced them up pretty good, man. So there's no reason why he can't come back home and do that to Tennessee, even at that big price tag. So love me some McCaffrey. I just, you got to be on him every week now. You can't, you can't X him out of your player pool just because of matchup or price anymore. He's got to, you got to be on him. Uh, I think watching this, what Tampa Bay did to the secondary last week makes me have a little hope here for DJ Moore. I know he's, he's probably not the preferred target for Kyle Allen, but this may be the matchup that you need to get DJ Moore going in as opposed to Curtis Samuel. So uh, I think DJ Moore is in play. And then on the flip side, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm not particularly fearful of the Carolina defense at home. So Derrick Henry, fine play. I was shocked, just absolutely shocked that last week Tannehill couldn't find A.J. Brown or Corey Davis consistently against Tampa Bay. I was just – that really ruined my whatever hope I had of a big week. It crushed it. So, I don't know how confident I can be in these guys, but I think you can go back to Corey Davis, man. Just uh, take a shot at it. But uh, I'm clearly not as high on those guys as I was last week headed, headed to the game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, and even John U. Smith, I mean, was great, found the end zone. Uh, you know, it was big, big favorite play of mine as a value. I think we talked about him on the show, but price jumped up, $1,000, and the targets were there, but didn't, didn't run a lot of routes there. So it's somewhat concerning that the tight end, whether it's Ben Walker or Smith, uh, really hasn't had a huge role in that offense. So uh, I think there's some value in Brown and, and Davis. Like you mentioned, they're cheap enough, but uh, John U. Smith, I'd be careful with that one with the price jump. So – Let's take a look at the line here, Chop. Carolina minus four, 41 and a half on the total. Give me the over. Over, man. Over 41 and a half for Chop. We should have kept track of these. Okay, I'm still waiting on the guy that's uh, tallying all this up for us. So if you're out there still working on it in your spreadsheet, uh, let us know because uh, I'd like to see where we were at with the picks. But a lot of work. It'd be more work than Derek with the grind down. <laughs> Somebody get on that, please. Begging you. Uh, Derek, what do you think here? Carolina minus four, 41 and a half. Yeah, to be honest, we probably don't want to see our records. Yeah, that's uh, probably true. <laughs> but uh, this feels like a field goal game to me, so I'll take the, the four points with uh, Tennessee. 
I am with you, Derek. I, I think four is a bit much, uh, especially you just got throttled. I know a little recency bias there, but uh, Tennessee tends to keep games close, so uh, I'll take the four points with Tennessee as well. All right, next game, we got Minnesota, Kansas City, obviously the big domino here, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we do have a line. We do not have a total on this game, and I'm sure that's what they're waiting on. So kind of approach it both ways, you know, Chop. If Mahomes is playing or not, uh, interest level in Kansas City, are you, are you, is it Kelsey, is it Hill, is it both? And in Minnesota, same question, McCaffrey. You know, and it's almost, is it McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook? These are the choices, or are we just playing both this week? Oh, man, look at the price tag on Dalvin Cook. That's, oh, man. Whew, man, I don't – I don't know how you – outside of a tournament, I don't, I don't know how you realistically play Cook over McCaffrey. Oh, man, not on DraftKings where you get get that point per reception and all that other good stuff. And so, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook is a GPP play at that price tag, but I think he's a good one. I think uh, Thielen is supposed to come back this week. Diggs has been eating pretty good since uh, he called out. He got – you know, they had – you know, you know, the whole – Diggs thing where he was all went on sabbatical for a few days and he was upset and he came back and now these last few weeks he's he's eating pretty good so Diggs is in play Thielen if he's healthy is in play but if I'm seeing like some questionable tags on him then I'm probably going to bail on him by the end of the week because that's a that's a tough injury to come back from from a wide receiver but Kirk Cousins is back in play here on the road assuming I guess you're, you're right everything comes off of Patrick Mahomes. If Mahomes plays, Kirk Cousins is in play. Cook is in play. Thielen and Diggs is in play. Uh, if if Matt Moore is the quarterback for KC, man, I'd almost scratch all that and be interested in just Cook and Diggs. And then on the KC side, if Mahomes plays, obviously, I think everybody's in play except for the running game. I, I could probably pass on the running game. But Hill, Watkins, Kelsey, all on my radar. If Matt Moore is the starter here, I think I'm going to pass on this whole offense. I think I think Minnesota would be a much more formidable defense uh, for Matt Moore after, you know, if, if they have a chance to prepare for him and we know Mahomes is out. So, yeah, everything hinges on Mahomes here, man. Yeah, I mean, Matt Moore probably had his best game we're going to see. I mean, he, he was solid. He, he played well in that game, no doubt. Uh, went shot for shot with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, I, I agree with you. I think Minnesota will, will have a better game plan and be more prepared for him. So, uh, tough to give too much analysis here early in the week. I do think you can play Dalvin Cook, though. I mean, he's it, been pretty consistent, uh, pretty much 27 or more DraftKings points in almost every single game this season. So uh, we saw Aaron Jones go nuts. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook can do the same. So I still prefer McCaffrey, but, man, getting those two in a lineup, Derek, is an interesting uh, conundrum here this week. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I'm higher on Cook than uh, Chop is. I mean, I think they're pretty comparable plays. Um, you get the $500 discount. And if you look at his game log, I mean, he scored at least 27 fantasy points in five of his eight games – or, sorry, six of his eight games so far this season. Uh, he's had, you know, 25-plus touches most weeks. And he's actually lost a lot of work to Madison in the late uh, fourth quarter of games just because they've been ahead by so much. And I don't really expect that to be the case this week. KC's 29th in DVOA against the run. We saw him give up – Big outings to both the Packers running backs last week. So, I like Cook. I would love to play them both if possible. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, viable, given the fact that you have to punt pretty much every other position. But uh, I do like Cook quite a bit. And then the passing game, it's all just going to depend on Mahomes. Uh, from what I'm reading, it kind of sounds like they're expecting week 10 and not week 9 uh, for him to return. So, if it's Matt Moore, then I probably won't have a ton of interest in the Vikings passing game. 
and then for the Chiefs, yeah, it kind of just depends on Mahomes, like uh, you guys were talking about. Uh, everyone's in play if Mahomes is active, and if Mahomes is out, then I'll probably just have a little bit of Travis Kelsey on Fanduel. Uh, Sixty-seven hundred is a good price point for him. Uh, we saw Andy Reid; you know, he had a really good game plan against the Packers. You know, they had some drives stall out in the second half, but I thought their offense uh, looked pretty good considering you know Matt Moore was under center. And Adam Thielen, I mean, he's expensive on DraftKings, but Fanduel, pretty good value there. So if he is back, uh, you know, maybe that's the spot you want to play him uh, a lot cheaper over there. So. No need to us to even look at this spread, guys. It, right now it's listed Minnesota minus two and a half, but it's going to change. So don't even need to get into that. We'll just skip on to the next game. The New York Jets, uh, very active here on, on trade deadline, at least throwing names out there. Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, uh, Jamal Adams chop. Sounds like uh, the, the Cowboys interested in Jamal Adams, and everybody should be lining up for that guy. So we'll see if something happens here during the recording, but – as of now, Jets at Miami. Jets minus three on the road. 40 and a half here. Both teams coming off losses. Both teams amongst the worst in the league. Derek, I'd like Le'Veon Bell here if he's still with the Jets. So it is a great matchup. But outside of that, any interest here in this game? Yeah, it was kind of funny. The Dolphins got out to that big lead against the Steelers and then it looked like they just were trying to lose after that. So maybe they're just trying for one quarter and then – letting the opponents do whatever they want. So if Bell's active, I think, you know, he's certainly in play. He's been playing 90-plus percent of the snaps, getting a bunch of work in the passing game and the running game. I like the price point. He's much cheaper than Cook and McCaffrey. So I agree with you. And then if they end up trading him, you know, you got Ty Montgomery, you got Bilal Powell, uh, both really cheap across the industry. I think they would become very popular options. Uh, Miami dead last in both DVOA against the pass and the run. So uh, it's going to be a good spot for whatever running back ends up starting for the Jets. Uh, it's a bounce back spot for Donald, but I just don't know if I can go there. Looked so bad against the Patriots. Looked uh, good against the Jags for one drive and then looked <laughs> terrible once again. So don't know if I can go to Donald, but uh, you may look at Robbie Anderson in tournaments. Uh, the Dolphins have been beat deep a number of times by receivers. Uh, even if Xavier Howard's active, I don't worry about that. Uh, so I don't mind Robbie Anderson as a uh, GPP dart. And then for the Dolphins, uh, it's not a terrible matchup. Uh, you know, they're playing at home, but they just don't have any reason to win. They're, it's hard to play guys from teams that don't want to win. Uh, it should be a good spot for Mark Walton. It seemed like he got most of the work in that backfield with Kenyon Drake traded, but um, not sure I really want to go there unless we can't find any other value. And then, you know, you have Parker Williams, Wilson starting to get more snaps. We even saw Hearns catch a touchdown. So Dolphins are just a big mess for me. Yeah, it was literally like they went to the locker room and, and like, all right, you got to start fumbling and turning the ball over. And uh, he obliged. Uh, I made a run in the uh, the showdown slate uh, late last night until the guy started putting the ball on the carpet every uh, every other series. So I uh, made a run, but who knows? So Chop, Jets, Dolphins, uh, kind of an uninspiring game here. What do you think? Yeah, I was fading the uh, Pittsburgh defense last night in my season long. <laughs> And uh, I was looking good after the first quarter, man. <laughs> this is going to work. And then, no, they, then Fitzpatrick turn, turned into Fitzpatrick, man. So that I was short-lived. I, uh, I agree with m- most everything that's already been said. If Le'Veon Bell plays, that is a great spot for him. Robbie Anderson, this is a great spot for him. I mean, Darnold, yeah. I'm, I'm not a Demarius Thomas guy. I, I hear his name thrown around a lot these past couple of weeks, but – I guess for 4K, if you want to jam in Cook and McCaffrey, you got to go down to a guy like Demarius Thomas. I, you know, I, I understand it, just not not for me. And on the Dolphins side, I'm, I'm with you. Mark Walton looks like the better back of the two backs now. 
uh, yeah, you never know. Fitzpatrick could get a little hot and get a little magic in there. So, so you could always play some Fitzpatrick. He's got, he's got some pass catchers, Parker, Preston Williams, Albert, uh, Albert Wilson's back now. He looks okay. So he's got some guys you can pair him with. I'm not stoked on the Miami side, but this is probably one of their, uh, better matchups on the year. So I think you could play them. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in the Jets, assuming we get some, uh, clarification here before the trade deadline as to what, what Bell's going to do. Yeah, I mean, the Jets, uh, one of the most, like I said, there, there could be some major movement with the Jets. So a lot of this could change. But in the Dolphins, a lot of middling options as pass catchers. I mean, that, that's what makes it hard. They're all kind of the same. You know, maybe it's Preston Williams, maybe it's Parker. Uh, we saw Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns score touchdowns last night. So tough to peg who it's going to be on any given week. So let's take a look. At the line here, Chop, Jets minus three on the road, 41 and a half or 40 and a half on the total. As things stand right now, I would take the Jets minus the points if, you know, uh, late in the week rolls around and they've traded Le'Veon Bell and they've traded Jamal Adams and maybe another nice piece on their defense. I would definitely not want to pull the trigger on that. But as of right now, I like the jets. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Miami, like I said, doesn't have any interest in winning. So uh, jets road favorites somehow, but it makes sense. Uh, I'll go with jets minus three as well. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the Bengals are moving on from Andy Dalton. So uh, the Dolphins got to respond and uh, lose by five touchdowns in this one. Uh, yep, give me the a, a battle of who's going to go 0-16. <laughs> I think they both might. So, all right, next game for us, uh, a little bit better game here. Chicago and Philadelphia. Chicago, tough loss at home to the Chargers. Philly uh, goes to Buffalo, windy conditions, uh, and gets the job done. So Philly's minus five here at home. We know this is a secondary you can pick on. Love Allen Robinson this week, Chop, and I think Philly, the tough one. Deshaun Jackson expected back here. Uh, how do we attack this Bears defense? Because they have so many options you can go to. Sometimes hard to, to nail it down. Yeah, this is a rough week for uh, Deshaun to come back. So uh, I don't know how much I could play him. Uh, if if I'm looking at anybody for Philly that I think we can attack this defense with, it's going to – man. I guess I go back to the Urch train here. I mean, he's been he's been really outplayed by Godare here recently, and he just hasn't looked good. The price is good on him, though. But I think I think they're going to move the ball on the Bears via Zach Ertz or Alshon Jeffrey. I don't want the outside. I don't want the Deshaun Jacksons going downfield, or and I'll pass on Jordan Howard. So those two receiving options stand out for me for Philly for Chicago. I'm, I'm with you. I like Allen Robinson. I think he might be popular this week. Uh, because I think a lot of people were already pointing towards Allen Robinson as being a really good receiver with a bad quarterback, and now he gets this matchup. So I think he's going to be a popular option, but he's he's a clear-cut option. David Montgomery's coming off of a good week, but I kind of make it a rule not, not to play too many running backs against Philly, so I'll probably pass on Montgomery this week. I think it's just Allen Robinson on the Chicago side of it. And, I mean, you could take flyers with Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel. You know, I think any of these guys could, could go off. But Robinson's been consistent, even with bad quarterback play. Do we dare play Mitchell Trubisky, Derek? I tried it last week. It blew up my face again. Uh, it, it worked for people last season. I keep trying to make it work. Uh, is this the week we can play Mitchell Trubisky? 
Well, uh, this is going to be the week that everyone pays down at quarterback. So uh, he's going to be on the short list, I, I expect. But I don't think I'll go there. He just looks so bad. I mean, I know he's won some people the Millionaire Makers last year, but he's shown nothing uh, in terms of his rushing upside this season. So I don't think I can play Trubisky, but I do like Robinson. His prices come up a little bit. Hopefully that'll keep his ownership down. Fourth highest weighted opportunity rating of any wide receiver in the NFL. Don't mind taking a shot on Taylor Gabriel. 3,900 actually had uh, more snaps and more targets than Miller last week. So uh, don't mind the passing game. We know uh, to move the ball against the Eagles, you definitely want to do it through your receivers. So don't mind those two. And then if you have to, you can pair them up with Trubisky. That's fine. Uh, for the for the Eagles, or sorry, for the Bears, I actually like Jordan Howard if Miles Sanders ends up being out. That injury didn't look great. Sounds like Darren Sproles is uh, going to be out as well, and they have a bye next week. So it makes sense for them to give you know Sanders and Sproles the week off. Howard, obviously, in a revenge spot against his former team. Um, yeah, I think 5,100 is a pretty good price point. You know, he's done more work out of the uh, backfield catching the ball this season than he has in the past, so I don't hate him. Uh, the Bears did lose Akeem Hicks, uh, and they gave up 150 yards to Latavius Murray. Chargers didn't do much against them last week against the run, but uh, they didn't really have to. They were throwing the ball for most of that game. And then with Chop, I think this is a decent bounce-back spot for Zach Ertz. 600 air, 601 air yards this season compared to only 424 receiving yards for a tight end. Those two are pretty usually pretty close. Uh, most tight ends actually have more receiving yards than air yards. So I think it's a decent bounce-back spot. Chicago hasn't been great against tight ends, but they have been very good against wide receivers. So give me Howard and give me Ertz in this one. All right, Tarek, where are you laying your money here? Philly minus 5 and 43 on the total. Uh, I'll take the over. I think some points can be scored in this one. Shot, what do you got? Oh, man. I don't have much of a lean here either way. So That's where I'm at. I, I don't uh, like either of those, to be honest. I don't, yeah, I don't want to force it. I don't uh, – I think it's a, it's a pretty high spread there. I mean, they're – Chicago needs – they have to win this game. And I'm saying that they're going to win it because they have to, but they've got to lay everything out this week. So, I don't – I think you're going to get a fully focused team there. But Philly's at home, and they need to win also. So, I'll probably pass on this. Yep, I am passing as well. No strong feelings. So, not going to make a pick just to make a pick. Uh, Jordan Howard revenge game is interesting, but uh, I think they nailed that line. So, let's move on to the next game, Indy and Pittsburgh. Before we do that – one quick note, going back to Miami here, just announced Xavier Howard to the IR. So that matchup for the Jets passing game uh, could be even better there. For Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder is still in the house. Uh, I'm liking that matchup even more with really the only good defensive player they have, now not on the field either. So uh, interesting there, Miami. Cincinnati said, hold my beer. Miami responds with Howard <laughs> on the IR. Next game, Indy and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Minus one and a half here at home, 43 in the total. Two teams coming off wins. Pittsburgh got it done against Miami in the end. Indy survived at home against Denver. So, Derek, interesting game here as well. Uh, again, we're kind of waiting on James Conner. Samuels is ready to go. Uh, probably the best value play if he is a starting running back. And then what are we doing on the Indy side of things? For set's been good, but kind of a middling total here, just 43. I definitely don't love the game as a whole. I will have interest in uh, whoever starts at running back for the Steelers. You know, James Conner got hurt late in that game. They didn't really need to have him out there anyway. I was a little surprised about that. But uh, Benny Snell was hurt as well, so I guess they didn't really have many options. But, uh, yeah, if Samuels gets a start, he's going to be you know the lock and load play of the week. No reason to fade him here. Uh, he's a really good pass catcher out of the backfield, and the Colts 
they're good against the run, but they're not great against pass catching running backs. So I would like Samuels. I'm okay with Connor if he ends up, you know, not being limited at all. I don't really have a ton of interest in the passing game. I just don't really see them getting a lot going. I know they looked good last week, but it was against the Dolphins. Uh, the Colts like to keep everything in front of them. So it's probably going to be a middling game for Rudolph and Schuster and Johnson. Then on the other side, uh, it's a tough spot for the Colts. I mean, going outdoors uh, in a tough place to play against the Steelers, they like to blitz a lot. So maybe you play the Steelers defense with, uh, you know, whoever the starting running back ends up being. Don't really want to play Hilton on the road uh, outdoors. Don't really want to play Mack in a game where they could be trailing. So for me, not a lot to love uh, for the Colts. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. You know, again, outside of Samuel's chop, not a whole lot of interest in this game for me. How about yourself? I will echo those sentiments. If we get if we get some good value with Samuels, that's fine. If uh, other than that, I'm I'm with you guys. I don't I don't like the Colts side. Pittsburgh's not a bad defense. They're not great, but they're not bad at all, and they're at home. And the Pittsburgh offense to me is just man, it's just so mundane without Ben Roethlisberger in there that I don't. I mean, it feels like you're. Like, so lucky to get that touchdown out of Juju. And that's against the Dolphins. I mean, that's not you, – you ought to, he ought to have two or three against the Dolphins. Right. So, he's struggling to get anything going with, these quarter, with this quarterback. So, I would probably pass on everybody unless there's some blatant value slapping us in the face in this game. All right, let's move on. We've had a bunch of 40s, 43s, a bunch of low totals here. So, finally, we hit a 50 here with, with Detroit and Oakland. Oakland minus two. At home, 50-and-a-half on the total. Detroit, home win against the Giants. Oakland hung in there, but tough loss on the road in Houston. So, Chop, this one, very interesting. We saw that Detroit passing game uh, continue to do well. Galladay came alive after the big Marvin Jones game. Uh, Anyone who played Ty Johnson, not loving that Detroit running game. So, what do we do there? And in Oakland, I think this is a good spot at home. Uh, Can we trust Derek Carr here at home against the Lions? I think so. I, th- I think Derek Carr and the Raiders in general, I keep saying it every week. I'm, I'm shocked at how good and competitive they are. They're, they didn't win this past week. They didn't win the week before that against Green Bay, and they didn't win last week against Houston. But, man, they made those teams work for it, and those teams on paper should have blown them out. So I think at home against a Detroit team that is uh, – I mean, they're talking about trading Darius Slay. So I don't think they're too – I don't think they're too amped about, like, you know, pushing the all their chips in this season. So, maybe they get rid of some pieces. So, yeah, Oakland, I think, is in a fine spot. Derek Carr is good. Tyrell Williams, just every game he catches touchdowns. So, he's on the board. Darren Waller is one of the better, you know, tight end options week in and week out these days. So, you can go back to Waller there, too. And, and on the Detroit side, Stafford's having a great year. He's going to throw even more with this running back situation. Kenny Galladay. One of the best out there, so you could play him. I am not a big Marvin Jones fan, so, uh, you know, realistically can't really recommend him unless it's the perfect spot. I don't think this is the perfect spot, so I'm pretty much on Stafford and Galladay. All right, Derek, what do you got? Potential shootout here, close spread, high total, uh, a lot of interesting plays on both sides. Uh, who, who are you prioritizing here? Yeah, I love uh, this game. Love both passing attacks. I'll start with the Raiders. Carr's only 5,500 on DraftKings. I kind of expect him to be one of the more popular options of the week. Uh, as we've talked about, the prices for running backs and wide receivers have both come up this week. So I think everyone's going to punt uh, quarterback. I think everyone's going to punt tight end. 
that does make fitting Darren Waller tough, but that does make uh, his ownership go down, which makes him a more appealing tournament option. Uh, so I like Carr, I like Waller. Tyrell Williams, like Chop mentioned, he's caught a touchdown in every single game so far this season, and he's yet to see more than seven targets. Um, even if Slay doesn't get traded, I still think I'll have some interest in Tyrell Williams. Jacobs is pretty interesting as well. Detroit is dead last in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. And then for Detroit, uh, I agree with Chop. I like Stafford and I like Kenny Galladay. Uh, both their prices have come up, but they're throwing the ball a lot this season. They're taking shots downfield. I uh, can't really trust anyone in the backfield right now. Uh, Carson did get the start, uh, but only played 30% of the snaps. Ty Johnson uh, ended up playing 40%. So maybe he eventually takes over, uh, you know, as the main running back there. But for now, it's just going to be Stafford and Galladay for me. Jones is cheaper. Uh, he's going to rate out pretty well, but he's one of those guys that's going to get you like 20 yards or 120 yards. And, you know, I kind of like the more consistent production from Galladay. Yeah, very boom bust for sure. And uh, Danny Amendola getting a lot more involved. And you saw this with Golden Tate when he was there. When they can't establish the run, they utilize that passing game. So uh, not the sexiest play out there, but a guy in DraftKings that uh, can rack up some points with those PPR. So keep an eye on that as well. All right, uh, minus two here, Derek, for Oakland, 50 and a half on the total. I'll take the over. I think uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I like the over here as well. Uh, I lean Detroit on the line, but not strong there. But uh, Detroit's games tend to – both teams are going to score a lot. So I, I will go over here as well. Chop, what do you got? Oh, give me Oakland at home. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely winning this game. All right, definitely. We're right now one down. Chop's giving you the, the Chop's <laughs> lock of the week is the Oakland Raiders here. So. Isn't this the first time they've been home in like two months? They, they, yeah, they have been on the road for a while. Because they went to London and – that's right. There we go. The crowd's going to be fired yeah. up there in Oakland. They only yeah, I knew, I knew that. Left. I knew that when I made that pick. There <laughs> you did. You got all the stats. We know that. Buddy. <laughs> all right. Tampa Bay, Seattle next on the docket for us. Another high total here, 51 and a half. Obviously, uh, uh, the highest total we have on this main slate. So, Tampa Bay, uh, Tennessee lost that game. Uh, Should have won that game. Big game from Mike Evans in that one. Uh, Seattle. Uh, kind of cruised against Atlanta, got out to a lead, and, and didn't really have to do a whole lot. So Seattle, almost seven-point home favorites here against Tampa Bay, Derek. Uh, is this a Chris Carson spot? Home favorites, that's 10 where we want to look for our running backs. Uh, I think he's one of the better bets for the week. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the Seahawks. They make me so mad. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he gets 20 passing attempts against the Falcons who are just <laughs> – Awful, awful against the pass. But we know what they're going to do. If they build the lead, they're going to run. They're going to lean on Chris Carson. He's probably going to see 20-plus touches in this one once again. But Tampa Bay, very good against the run. Uh, number one in DVOA compared to number 25 against the pass. So it definitely sets up better for Wilson and Lockett and Metcalf. That's probably where I would want to lean just because if I'm spending up a running back, I'll probably go up to Cook or McCaffrey. But uh, it's definitely a good spot for Carson. No issue playing him. Uh, it's a really good game, too. And then for Tampa Bay, we know they're not going to be able to run the ball that well. Uh, they're probably going to be trailing. So it's going to be a great spot for Winston, Evans, and Godwin. After the big game from Evans, everyone's probably going to go back to Godwin. That's probably where I would lean right now. But um, I think both are in play. You can pair them up with Winston. Such a concentrated passing offense that uh, I really like the Bucks in this spot. And then if O.J. Howard's out again, I'll go back to Cameron Bray. 3,100, uh, seeing a decent number of routes and uh, targets. So a uh, pretty good spot for him against the Seahawks, who are 25th uh, in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. All right, Chop, uh, what do you got here? Could be a shootout here. Can Tampa Bay keep up uh, with Seattle? 
Uh, yeah, they can. I definitely think that. I also think, like Derek said, it's tough on some of this to to pin down on Seattle because they just don't let that quarterback do enough. And uh, this is a game where it's, you know, he, he's got to do it because Tampa Bay really sells out to stop the run. So I don't know how successful Chris Carson's going to be on the ground. And then right when you say that, the guy will catch like seven passes. So <laughs> it's tough to pin that stuff down. And then there's Lockett and Metcalf and Metcalf. Whew, he's taking a lot of uh, some of the touchdown opportunities away from Lockett and vice versa. So it's tough to pin their production. You just know that at the end of the day, you're going to look up and they're going to be in the 30s in the as far as points, but you just don't know how they're going to get there. But I think everybody's in play because of that. And you just uh, script each lineup with that in mind, with a specific game plan in mind. And don't play all these guys together. You know, you separate them out. For Tampa Bay, love the passing game here. I think Winston has uh, – he's a – I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about him in real life. I, I think that there's a piece of me that thinks he's still a pretty decent – like, it's tough to find a good quarterback in the NFL. There's a lot of teams out there that would, I think, love to have a talent like Jameis Winston. But, boy, he makes so many mental errors. It's just – it's crazy, man. But for fantasy purposes, I think he's going to have a monster game here. I think he's going to have to play some catch-up and keep pace in this game. I think it's going to be a lot of God when – Evans had his, you know, Evans has those big weeks and then he has those down weeks. I think this is a down week for Evans and a big week for Godwin. So I'm all over the Winston to Godwin connection. I could probably pass on Cameron Bray this week, even if OJ Howard is out. I don't, I don't know how much upside there is to that one, but you know, I, I definitely like Winston to Godwin. Yeah. I mean, I love Winston this week and it's always ugly. You just don't watch it. Somehow at the end of the day, he gets there. He's going to put up fantasy points. Uh, not pretty. Uh, if you're a Tampa fan, it's got to be difficult to sit and watch those games. But he he manages to get it done. So I, I love the stack of those two guys. Uh, even mixing some Mike Mike Evans, uh, I think makes sense. So uh, that's a stack. I'll be all over Winston, Godwin, and Evans. All right, we got minus six and a half here for Seattle. Chop fifty one and a half on that total. I got to go the over here. I just think there's going to be points galore. So. Uh... Um, I'm going over. I am with you on the over. I don't see either teams, kind of like the last game. I don't see either defense uh, really stopping the other one. I guess a bunch of bonehead turnovers by Winston could could keep the score down for Tampa Bay, but uh, I think there'll be points galore here as well. So stackable for DFS. And give me the over on this total. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, make it three for three. I think uh, I'll take the over. Winston will throw a pick six at the very end to uh, hit the over. There you go. I could totally see that happening. So uh, find a find a prop you can bet on. James Vincent <laughs> throwing a pick six and lock it in. So, all right, two games left here on the DFS OGs podcast. Appreciate you guys once again for tuning in. Let's move on to Cleveland at Denver. We get back into some of the ugliness here. 39 on the total. And chop. Cleveland got to get it going here eventually, right? I mean, that's not a great matchup here. We'll, we'll see if Denver trades away any of those uh, defensive studs they have. Chris Harris being thrown around. Uh, so things could change, but total of 39, uh, a very cheap quarterback here for Denver taking over. Allen only 4,100 on DraftKings. Can you play him confidently in cash games or tournaments this weekend? Uh, no, I don't think you can <laughs> confidently play him. Uh, I think he, just because of the price tag, you keep him in your player pool, but yeah, I don't think, I don't, um, I mean, if, if these, if these guys weren't good enough to beat out Joe Flacco already, that means Joe Flacco may be 
maybe better than these guys. Oh, That's man. Sad. That is sad. So if this guy's worse than Joe Flacco, we can only imagine what, what this is gonna, what's going to happen here. It, it sucks for uh, Cortland Sutton because even though Flacco was bad, at least he could get him the ball. And, you know, that was helping boost up Sutton's performances. Now I just don't know what we're going to get. I can't imagine that these guys could get that ball to Cortland Sutton any better than Joe Flacco did. It's probably going to be much worse scenario. So I think Sutton's – it's rough, man. I do think we can go to Noah Fant because I think they want to start targeting him more moving forward. So Fant's in play for me. Philip Lindsay's always in play because he's uh, how versatile he is, and he's got a pretty good price tag this week. But yeah, I temper my expectations on the Denver offense. I think it's Cleveland that's going to have the big breakout. I think Denver is just about ready to start tanking away here, benching their quarterback. I know, I know, he said some things, but still, they bench their quarterback. I got a feeling their morale is low. Cleveland's played a very, very tough – I know they're 2-5, and five, but the schedule's been one of the tougher ones in the league. Some of the tougher they, – they've, they've faced the 49ers and the Patriots. They, you know, some of those numbers are a little skewed on their offense. So, I think this is the week they get it going. Uh, I'm a big Odell fan this week. I don't think very many people will be on him. He hasn't had but one good performance all year long. I think he's going to torch this defense for two touchdowns this week. So, I like, I like some Odell. Yeah, I mean, very cheap here, 6,600 on DraftKings. Jarvis Landry all the way down to 4,500. So uh, definite value there with, with the Cleveland receivers. So uh, interesting call. We'll see if Chris Harris is still there. We know he's uh, uh, following people around, shadowing these days. So we'll make that matchup more difficult. But uh, like I said, nobody's going to play him. So that's always of interest when you get a guy with a big ceiling like Beckham at, at very little ownership. So Derek, your thoughts here? Low total game, probably hands off for a lot of people, even on this four-game afternoon slate, but uh, you as high as chop on some of these Cleveland receivers. Yeah, I think uh, it just depends on uh, Chris Harris for me. If he ends up being active or doesn't get traded, then he'll definitely be shadowing Odell, so I'll probably have a little interest in Jarvis Landry. Uh, He's actually had a similar target share, air yard share than Beckham this season, so 4,500 is a good price point for him. Uh, don't hate Nick Chubb as a tournament play. He's looked good. Uh, he actually had a pretty good game against the Patriots other than his fumbles. And it seems like he's going to be playing most of the snaps. So don't hate him. Uh, but the Broncos defense has looked a lot better over the last four or five weeks. Uh, they're actually up to fifth in total DVOA on the defensive side of the ball. So we don't hate the Broncos uh, defense in this one. 2900 is a good price point. And then for Denver, uh, Brandon Allen, any other week, probably wouldn't be in play. But uh, with the elevated price points on everyone else, you're probably going to need to punt a position. If some of the running back values don't work out like we want them to, then I don't hate it at 4100 I mean, if he gives you 15 if <laughs> you take it uh, in a heartbeat at that price point. Um, but, yeah, like Chop said, it really just hurts Sutton. Uh, he was finally getting things going with Sanders out of town. And my third and wrong last week, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, didn't get a single catch. Um I don't know. what I watched that whole game just waiting for a catch, and Flacco would just uh, look the other way, throw the other way the entire game. But, yeah, I think uh, Fant's probably going to be the play for me. And both running backs are interesting. You know, Lindsey's been held under 50% of the snaps in each of the last five games. Freeman's getting more work, but I do think Lindsey's the more talented of the two. So I think they're both fine. Uh, overall, this game's not that great. Yeah, that Denver Indy game was ugly, man. It, nobody wanted to win that game. So, uh, tough to get excited about Denver. Any any thoughts on Brandon Allen, Chai? Don't we talk about him a little bit? What's the scouting report? You're, you're our college football insider, so played at Arkansas. I mean, is there anything there? 4,100. Cash games, it's intriguing, but tournaments, is there any upside with this guy? 
I mean, he was very unspectacular in college. I don't know. <laughs> so there's nothing there for me that makes me think he's uh, going to be any, any good in the NFL. So I just think this is a total – like, this is all we have. We, we can't let Flacco play after what he said about right. us, you know, <laughs> but we don't have any options. But who the hell cares? Let's just run out Brandon Allen. Very unspectacular. So you're right, you know, for 4100 that's a great salary, but – it's not going to look great if he ends up getting us three points out of our quarterback spot this week. Yeah, the, the old Johnny Manziel, that one still sticks with me. That, that week <laughs> that he played, and I thought, oh, yeah. I can't miss. Uh, he's cheap. I mean, he's got to get some points, and uh, not so much. In the latest reports, Philadelphia uh, after Chris Harris. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think that's one of the easiest dominoes to connect. They need a, they need a corner. Uh, Denver looking to trade him, so we'll see if a deal happens there. All right, we got minus three. On the spread here, Derek, that low 39-point total, you like either of those? Uh, I don't love anything in this game. I'm, I don't have a strong take on the total. don't have a strong take on the spread. don't have a strong take on the players. Uh, it's just ugly. I, I think Cleveland gets it together enough to win this game. So I'll, I'll lay the three with Cleveland on the road here. Denver's just, just not good. Now you're, now you're on a backup quarterback, maybe missing some of your good defenders. Give me Cleveland. I, I think this line could change a little bit. So, Chop, what do you think here? Minus three or 39? Oh, Cleveland's about to go on a big-time run uh, to finish out the, the second half of the season. So, they're going to start this week by beating up on the Broncos pretty handily. All right, last game for us should be an interesting one. We have the Green Bay Packers and the MVP favorite as of the betting markets. As of now, Aaron Rodgers coming in to play the Los Angeles Chargers in that beautiful – 30,000-seat soccer stadium that should be full of Packer fans. So, basically a home game here for Green Bay on the road. But uh, minus three for the Packers here, 47 on the total, Derek. So, wrap us up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked great. Uh, Alan Lazard continues to get work. We'll see if Devontae Adams is back in that offense. Both running backs uh, provided value the other night. So, a lot of ways you can go at Green Bay. Chargers side of things continues to be frustrating with Eckler, Gordon, uh, Keenan Allen here and there. Hunter Henry's been good here and there. Mike Williams been good here or there. Uh, what options on the Chargers here are you targeting against this Green Bay defense? Yeah, the Chargers are finally healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, picked up a big win last week, and they do this every single year. They just uh, make so many mistakes early in the season. Everyone counts them out, and then they just go on a crazy run. Um, so I think they're interesting moving forward. Uh, I don't really want to play – you know, a ton of guys here. You know, you can play Rivers just because he has so many options. But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, uh, even Eckler is a pass catcher out of the backfield. But uh, he's still in the time split with Gordon. Uh, I don't really want to play Gordon. I think they just need to turn the keys over to Eckler at this point. But they're not going to. Um, and then it's hard to pay a premium for Hunter Henry. Mike Williams is the buy low air yards guy. Dropped another touchdown last week. I think he's fine at 4,600. Probably pass on Keenan Allen for now. And then for Green Bay, yeah, it's just going to depend on Devontae Adams. If he ends up playing, uh, I don't have any interest in the receivers. If he ends up being out, I think Lazard's going to be the guy. He's looked pretty good, um, and he's getting a decent amount of uh, you know snaps and targets. Hard to trust the running backs. I know Aaron Jones looks really good. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a ton of interest in this game. I want to watch it. I think it's going to be an awesome game. But uh, I think both sides are just so balanced that it's hard to kind of narrow down which players you want to go with. All right, Chop, last game for us here. Finish us off, Green Bay and the Chargers. I think there's going to be 
a lot of points in this game. I think it's going to be a good shootout for some of the reasons that Derek said. The Chargers, this is their kind of it's their kind of thing, man. Falling behind the eight ball early in the season and then rebounding and, and going on a run. And now they got this tough, tough team right here. Green Bay's putting up points. They'll put up points on, on the Chargers defense, but I think it's going to be vice versa also. So I think they're all in play. I mean, for Green Bay, how can you – I can't even – they got so many weapons. Rodgers, there's Jones, there's Williams. Can't even decide between a running back between the two. They're both really good. Devontae, MSV, Lazard, Allison, depending on Devontae's health, they're all in play. It's just all, you know, superb. For the Chargers, I think – boy, I was, I was pretty upset that they gave Melvin Gordon so much work last week. I, I know that probably it's – too late for them. They're past the point of no return. They probably have to run Gordon out there now just to save face. But when clearly Eckler is the better player, I wish he would get more run, but that's unfortunate. But I like, just like Derek said, I don't know how much I could trust Keenan with the injury, but Mike Williams, I got to be on Mike Williams this week. Such an explosive athlete. He's going to break out here pretty soon. I want to be on it when it happens. So I like all those guys, but uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of points in this game. I think it's gonna be one of the best games of the week. All right, we got Green Bay minus three forty-seven on the total chop. Yeah, I gotta go over here. Give me the over. All right, another shootout for Ch- that's. Did you do any old man unders this week? <laughs> uh, I don't think I heard a single under. Are you feeling all right I'm, over there? I'm sure I could find some <laughs> if you want to go back. You must be in the Halloween spirit here. You know, you want to go old man under. So over 47. I, I'll take Green Bay here. Although, anytime you think the Chargers are down and out, like you guys mentioned, this this is when they rise up and and win a game like this. So, uh, not overly confident, but uh, give me Green Bay minus three, Derek. Your thoughts here on the spread? Yeah, like the Chargers money line last week. Like it again this week. I think they're going to go on another run because they do it every year. Ooh, the wife's not going to like that call there, Derek. A uh, big Packer fan like myself. but uh, She doesn't yeah, listen to this. <laughs> Does anybody? Or are we just talking to ourselves here? Oh, but that will wrap us up, guys. Uh, appreciate those of you that do tune in and listen. Uh, always a good time. Uh, first look at the slate. Get some ideas out there. Uh, tons of great content over at Roto Grinders all throughout the week as well. These guys uh, doing shows, articles all over the place. So make sure you go over there and check out their work on Notorious and Head Chopper, two of the best out there. So, guys, final thoughts here for Week 9 Chop. I know you want to talk Halloween here. So any final (laughs) thoughts on Halloween or Week 9? You know, uh, just Halloween, just seriously, good, good for the kids, fantastic for the kids. Just don't be the adult, the goofy ass dressing up when you're in your 30s. It just doesn't work anymore, guys. Just don't do it. And I just noticed, I just noticed that we are seven weeks away from the ultimate game. I just, can you oh, believe yeah. the Owen, like Owen 14 Dolphins against the Owen 14 Bengals? You talk about one of the most entertaining games of the year. Man, that's something to, to keep, uh, you know, in the back of our head. Uh, to keep striving to, to make sure we make it to week 16 because that's going to be a heck of a game. So I, I went ahead and did some research and checked out the look ahead line uh, on the spread. It's a pick on the over under is six. I think, <laughs> I'll, ta- I think I'll take the under uh, on that one. Neither team's going to want to win that game. So uh, interesting that that should be a primetime game. Get, get a few good laughs and can't be any worse than some of these other primetime games we've gotten. I still don't know how Miami ended up on Monday night football. Uh, it, it shocks me that that was your best game, but 
Here we are. Derek, Halloween, week nine, uh, Miami and Cincinnati. Uh, final thoughts here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh, when I was posting the pod to Twitter last week, uh, I noticed, you know, our reviews are terrible on iTunes. So uh, if you like the show, don't uh, or do us a favor and give us a five-star review. Say something nice about the OG pod. You know, I think we had the best, uh, you know, reviews of, of all the RG <laughs> feed. But, yeah, if you leave us a review, uh, screenshot it, send it to me on Twitter. I'll try to give you some uh, RG swag. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Well, we'd appreciate it, guys. So get out there, five-star review. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Try to keep it under an hour for you. We knocked it out here on the main slate. Hopefully you guys get out there and win some of these big tournaments. So one of my boys, Notorious, head chopper, I am beer, saying salut, best of luck here in week nine. We'll be back once again, as always, next week, looking at week 10. But good luck, guys, and we're out of here.